Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Authentication, Validation, and Management Toolkit for those AP vendor maintenance teams that still have a mostly manual process and need fraud prevention at each critical step of the vendor maintenance process. Go to DebraRRichardson.com to see the authentication techniques, internal controls, best practices, and what template forms, vendor communications, and desktop procedures are included. Stay tuned. In my last two blog posts where I talked about fraud prevention with the check payment method and also with the ACH payment method, I identified additional steps that will need to be done when making changes to existing vendor data. In fact, Many of the fraud prevention techniques I recommend to protect the vendor master file from fraud require additional steps. And since less than 30% of accounts payable vendor maintenance team have a vendor self-registration portal, these additional steps are manual processes that are added to an already manual or mostly manual vendor setup and maintenance process. So we are going to talk about RPA and how it can come to the rescue. Welcome to episode 32, four vendor maintenance fraud prevention tasks that can be automated using RPA. So to all my accounts payable vendor setup teams out there, I get it. I saw a survey in quarter four of 2018 that said approximately 24% of vendor maintenance teams had vendor self-registration portals. Um, And one recent one I saw in the first quarter of 2019 increased that percentage to, I think, 28% or, or almost 30%. Well, that still leaves 70% or more that still have partially manual or fully manual vendor add and vendor change processes. Now, add to that, the team has to identify how to handle all these cybersecurity issues surrounding phishing and business email compromise, just to name a few. So before we start talking about how RPA can help, let's talk about why. So RPA stands for Robotics Process Automation, and it is a digital solution that uses software to program bots to perform repetitive, rules-based tasks that can be kicked off by a human or have a predetermined schedule to run without intervention. The best part? 
Your IT team may not even be necessary. You or a team member can learn RPA software and get to work on a list of eligible manual tasks that can be automated. Now, if you'd like to know more about RPA tools and the vendors that provide them, I'll put a link to AIMultiple.com that has a really good write-up and it includes comparisons of the different tools and vendors. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So now that we know that bots can perform repetitive rules-based tasks, how can bots be used for fraud prevention in the vendor setup and maintenance process? And just so you know, I am aware that fraud prevention tasks that I recommend in my authentication, validation, and maintenance, vendor setup and maintenance process is successful in reducing the potential for fraudulent payments, but I know that it adds more work. Now, for those teams that have a vendor self-registration portal, some or all of the recommended tasks may already be automated. But for those teams, and we know that there are about 70% or more of them that do not have a vendor self-registration portal, the additional manual tasks for fraud prevention is piled on top of the current full or partial manual process. So to that end, I've reviewed which fraud prevention tasks are repetitive and rules-based and came up with the following four potential RPA candidates. Number one, sending notification to vendors. So notifications to vendors is a fraud prevention task because it alerts the vendors to changes to the vendor record and it includes your contact instructions. So if they did not initiate the change, they can reach back out to you and let you know. How can bots help? Well, you can program the bot to sign in to the accounting system or ERP and based on the modification date, run a report on all vendors that had a change to banking or remit address or any other critical fields that you want to include. Then using a generic email address and notification template that the bot has access to, have the bot create and send a notification email to the vendors on that report. Now the report can be emailed to a human before being stored for reference and audit. You can program the bot to run at least daily. Number two, vendor inactivation. Inactivating vendors that have not done business with your company in 12, 15, 18, 24 months reduces the volume of vendors that are available for fraudulent activity. It also keeps your vendor master file clean because it requires revalidation of those inactive vendors. So how does the bot help? Program the bot to sign into the accounting system or ERP and run reports to identify the last invoice, payment, and vendor record activity. Also, whether there are open purchase orders. Then download and consolidate the reports in Excel and using macros to build pivot tables, formulas, etc., to identify those vendors where the date for each activity is over your inactivity month's threshold. Those vendors can be inactivated. 
Now the bot should be able to easily perform the steps where it's pulling it out of the system and then running the formulas and identifying in Excel whether or not the vendors are eligible. But depending on your ERP system or accounting system, you may need to have a human go in and inactivate it. And so you wanna look at your processes such as whether or not you require an approval before a vendor record can be changed or updated or flipped to an inactive. If that's the case, you will have to have some human intervention in inactivating the vendor in your accounting system or ERP. Now, in my own experience, I've used a hybrid with the vendor inactivation. So we had PeopleSoft, and in PeopleSoft, there was a program within PeopleSoft that would do the inactivation process. However, it needed to be kicked off. And because we didn't want to run the process while there was uh, changes and additions going on in the vendor master file, we did that uh, usually on the weekends. And so what we did was we had a, uh, we used bots to kick off the process. So no longer did we have to sign in on a Saturday and go through all the steps. We actually had the bot sign in on a Saturday or Sunday and go through all of those steps. And then we didn't have to. So depending on what system you have and what configuration you're using, you may be uh, able to do a hybrid and even in that hybrid situation, we still did not have to pull in uh, IT. Okay, moving on, number three generate reports and analytics. So generating management reports that show vendor ads and changes can be critical in fraud prevention because it is a compensating control where there is no segregation of duties. Reports can also be run to compare employee data to vendor data to prevent occupational fraud. In addition, generating analytics on a periodic basis to track the number of vendors created or inactivated or that have ACH as payment method provides information to management so we can accurately distribute the work to our team members. So how can the bot do that? Well, again, program the bot to sign into the accounting system or ERP to run new or existing reports and email them to management for review. Monday morning coffee and reports anyone? Or how about prior to pay cycles? Have reports sent to management to review ads or changes since the last pay cycle. So I'll give you another example of how I used bots in my team to generate reports. I was over global vendor maintenance and we had quite a few stakeholder groups out there. And some of those stakeholder groups were responsible for a large uh, number of vendors. They actually had the relationship with the vendor and they wanted to know when or if vendors had changes or submitted changes to their vendor record. So what we did is we had a bot, um, we created a report and then we had the bot send that team the report on a daily basis. Now keep in mind, we either did not include vendor sensitive data such as the tax ID or the banking information or we masked it. So be sure that if you take that approach that you consider who you're sending the report to and you include or not include or mask vendor sensitive data as appropriate. 
Okay, last but definitely not least is number four, validations. U.S.-based entities are prohibited from doing business with vendors on certain watch lists. So monitoring that existing vendors have not been added to, for example, the OFAC list or the excluded parties list if you're a government um, entity, for example, may not always be done on a recurring basis. So a process needs to be in place to monitor those vendors. Now, again, if you have a vendor self-registration portal, that continuous monitoring may be included. But if you're a manual, you need to put a process in place. And what better time to perform that check than prior to your check run? And I should say prior to each check run. So how can the bot do that? Well, program the bot to sign into the accounting system or ERP and pull a report on the generated pay cycle or identify the vendors that will be picked up in the next pay cycle. Then export that report. So now that the bot has this report, what to do with it? So there are some third parties such as 10check.com that allow bulk upload for validations. So the bot can sign in and yes, they get their own sign in for 10check.com the way that they do for your accounting system or ERP. And once they sign in, they can process the file as a bulk upload. Now, for example, with 10check.com, I think they say it can take up to 48 hours to get the results from a file that you uploaded. And the bot can continue checking until they see that the file is ready. And when that file is ready, they can email the human the results to review. And the human can go in and identify if there are any vendors that need to be removed from the pay cycle before that pay cycle runs. And the great part about it is it gives away for those that do not have vendor self-registration portals or an API for continuous monitoring. It gives them a way that they can protect themselves from being fined, for example, by OFAC because they are using existing vendor that appeared on the list after they initially did the setup and did the check and it was fine. So it gives a way for them to continuously monitor without having a vendor self-registration portal or an API. Now, these are just some ideas of how to use RPA bots to automate repetitive rule-based tasks that allow AP vendor maintenance teams to incorporate not only the fraud prevention tasks, but other manual tasks that a team member is currently assigned to perform. And this is by no means a, an exhaustive list and even the steps within the four um, candidates for RPA, those steps could be totally different. The point is, is that there is software out there that can automate tasks that you can do, or if you're management, that you can assign to an eager team member to do. The other thing too is, you know, if you're worried that a bot or all of this automation can take your job, why not up your skills and learn how to program them? Many of the RPA software providers, such as Automation Anywhere and UiPath, offer training, certifications, and a free trial to get you started. 
I'll leave links in the show notes so that you can take a look and check it out for yourself. Now, if there are any listeners out there who have used RPA or their teams have used RPA to automate these or other vendor setup and maintenance processes, I'd love to hear about it. Comment on the platform that you use to listen to this podcast or feel free to email me at Deborah at DebraRRichardson.com and Deborah is spelled D-E-B-R-A. Thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 32nd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links to the blog posts and websites mentioned. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.